Welcome to this thing we call the Dub Fod. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. Howdy do. And guys, the king of pranks, the albino alligator, Mr. Travis Hulse is here, everyone. Travis Hulse. Hey, baby. Travis, there's so much going on in the world. We need, we need to talk about it. Yeah, how can we get to all of it? There's so much. Travis, I'll tell you, uh, our good friends at Not Safe for Water Coolers, uh, they had their annual Shotsmas celebration the other did day. Did you take part in that this year, Mike? Travis, I didn't. Uh, they did it on a work night for me, and so I, mm. I, I didn't want to stay up real late. That's hard. Um, were you were you guys both invited? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I was on the, the chat uh, thing. But uh, yeah, work nights are bad because um, I've been part of that many times and uh i usually get way too intoxicated to be uh going to bed and going to work the next day travis they they posted the episode and i listened to it and uh there is some controversy a little tiny bit of controversy travis is it because somebody didn't do all the shots no 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 jim he thinks that like we're conspiring against him travis Uh, is it a show how so yeah, they they did it on a Friday. I had to work at six a.m. the next. Day. I I have I have clips, Travis. So yeah, play play them. Mike, they're all just punishing me because I pulled out at the last minute of a WFOD episode in February. Mike's punishing me. That's oh going come on. on, you're really, you're you're paranoid on that. Oh, I bet yeah, he brought up as he brought up to you in the last month. I bet he has. No. So he thinks who's that- back? Who is the third person? Is that Ro- is Rob, Rob Pastorius back? back? Yeah, it's- Rob's back. Yeah, it's it's Jim and Rob and Shannon. I didn't know Rob was back. Like how? Like how long has this been going on? Well, they did like three shows last year, Travis. Um, okay, I was so gonna say, and, and I, you never know what was happening because Jim doesn't say, "Hey, there's a new episode." And no, guess what? no, Rob's no, back. no, no. Yeah, you have to pay a lot of attention to be involved with not saving. So he thinks, well, and, and he did, by the way, in February, like ten minutes after he was supposed to be here, he messaged me and said, "Oh, my computer doesn't work." But Travis, I didn't remember that at all. And he thinks that I've been stewing on it for a year. To be fair, that does sound like you. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Travis, that isn't what happened? No, I I don't remember that he was supposed to be on in February. I don't know if you didn't tell me or if it's just been... The you, fact that it's he been might a have year? been filling in for you, Travis. I I don't oh, remember. I, I mean, that's usually what happens. I ask one of them to fill in when one of you guys is missing. Sure. But he thinks I called you and drunk up and I said, "Hey, neither of you do shotsmas because that motherfucker canceled on us in February." And I'd just like to say, Travis, I'm happy to let him continue thinking that, <laughs> <laughs> which is super, which is super funny because I remember previous shots misses where you were very pissy with me and drunk because we were invited and you weren't yeah he invited you guys and not me but this and year we he invited to- all three of us yeah and we, we totally did it on those years in spite of you <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah yeah he think, he happy, think- happy as a matter of fact yeah like i'm more years. i'm more likely to to do shots miss to spite mike than i am to listen to mike say don't do shots miss <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point now that i think about it you guys would probably be more inclined to do it if i oh asked you don't want me to do shots miss hey jim what <laughs> oh, time is shots <laughs> yeah whatever day you're doing it i'm involved <laughs> i have a second clip i I don't remember what what it is. Probably he soured it. Yeah, he did it. He poisoned the he poisoned the line. No, I know what's going on. No, you're crazy. All right, he's forgiven. All's forgiven. So he's forgiving me, Travis, for a thing that he imagined. And by the way, <laughs> I should be forgiving him. He's the one that canceled on us in February. To be fair, you've done this exact same thing to plenty of people. <laughs> <laughs> Where you make shit up in your head, and then you're like, you know, it's okay if they did that. I'm I'm over it. Where it probably <laughs> never actually happened. 
you know, Donald Duck, he fucked that up for me, Travis, because now it's all real. Yeah. You 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 and Jim are a lot more alike than I think either of you realize. <laughs> Do you think that's why we're like quietly enemies? <laughs> yeah, but not but like friendly, like friendly enemies? Yeah, like I've always had this feeling that Jim's my enemy. Like Jim he he doesn't like me. You know, he likes you and so he's nice to me so that he he can stay friends with you. Didn't you know him before I did? Well, uh, you I mean he was friends with Dan then and I was friends with Dan. Oh, sure. Okay. Like, we're friends of friends. I like Jim, by the way. This isn't true. But Jim, he he doesn't like me. Jim is a very funny, quick, quick-witted guy that I enjoy very much. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I wish he would put more effort into the the podcast that he kind of half-assed us. <laughs> <laughs> and not to say the podcast itself because i think that's fine i think the f- the the broadcasting of the podcast i would be happier if he was like hey guys i actually do a podcast and i just put an episode out <laughs> well, <laughs> a little production value is that what you're getting at <laughs> no more just like telling people he does one and letting uh, them know they can listen to it yeah. <laughs> travis i don't i don't like the idea of you shaming jim for not putting up any effort because i don't know if you know this Naps are a big thing now. Uh, I've learned of a new religion that I'm pretty excited about. Love a good nap. I took one today. I love naps. I've never been a nap guy, Travis, but I do want to fight white supremacy. So I might. Is that what you need to do to fight white supremacy? Take some naps. Yeah. 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 Now that now that I'm on this morning shift, nap every day. Travis, it seems like the easiest way to fight white supremacy is to take naps. This uh, this gal, her name's uh, Trisha Hersey, Travis. I just learned about her this week. I, I'm I'm I think I'm gonna like donate money to Trisha? her or something you... because I've watched these videos, Travis. She has all these people in this public place, and like they all bring their yoga mats, but not to do yoga, Travis. They bring their yoga mats to all lay down together. And take naps like they put their nap masks on. Uh, I don't know if I want to be doing this like it's fucking preschool where I'm napping with a bunch of other people on mats that I bring in public. I don't love that. Maybe that's what she's trying to break you free. Go on down to the courthouse and take a nap. (laughs) <laughs> with 50 other like-minded people portal for us to go into which is called rest which is naps and we believe that our healing can visit us while we are napping so Travis, you go to the dreams space right and and you create uh you create in your dreams and, and like it gives you an opportunity to be creative without actually Making anything? What if you perpetually- but nobody remembers their dreams. Like the creativity the is just for you. What if you perpetually have bad dreams? That's that's okay. <laughs> You're making horror drunk. I love nightmares. I haven't had a, a really solid good nightmare in 20 years. You drink too much. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I don't want to be under the guise of believing that I have to be productive in order to be deemed worthy. I am enough now. I feel like that's probably not true. I feel like to be deemed worthy, you should be some sort of productive member of society. You shouldn't just exist. You should I'm not just go- be I'm like not- an eater of things. You should I'm not- yeah. put like, something back. Travis, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like put something out there. Like I don't think that you existing means that you're worth something. Of course not. You need to be a part of some anything. Like whether it's just your family or your job, or something. Well, they are part of something, Travis. They're part of the nap club. They all get Uh, together. They take their naps. Sure, sure. So I have the four tenets of the ministry. Oh, they have a mantra? Yeah, yeah. There's four of them. Let's hear it. Okay, here's number one. Rest is a form of resistance because it pushes back and disrupts white supremacy and capitalism. If you're sleeping, you ain't buying shit. I'm going to need an explanation, an actual explanation for that. I'm fine with that with white supremacy. What's wrong with capitalism? I'm fine also because I am against white supremacy, but also I would like to know how taking a nap fights that. Travis, you know when all the people were making the black squares on their Instagrams? Yeah. Just take a nap. Same thing. But how do you let people know, though? (laughs) Because, like, the black squares 
on your Instagrams and your Facebooks and your uh, Twitters and whatnot, that shows people that you're part of the resistance. If you're just taking a nap, you can't brag about it. Live stream your naps, Travis. Number two. Our bodies are a site of liberation. And that brings into the semantics the idea that wherever our bodies are, we can find rest. Our home is where our nap is. You know what I'm saying, Travis? Like, wherever you may roam, you lay down and you take a nap. <laughs> Ain't that a Metallica song? <laughs> <laughs> this, this gal's a big fan of Metallica. Yeah, she, 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 she loves hard rock. <laughs> that, that's what she, she's saying, though, right? Like, wherever you rest, that's that's where you belong. Sometimes I take a nap at my desk uh, at work. I mean, granted, they're very fast, but... Uh, fast naps. Yeah, I've dozed off at work before. Is that my home? You're healing, Travis. You're healing with your fast naps, and you're creating, like, mm. in your dream space. Number three. Naps provide a portal to imagine, invent, and heal. I do feel better... When I get a good night's sleep, Travis. You see, Travis, every time I'm sleeping while a guest is here, I'm trying to be inventive. (laughs) (laughs) You're in your creative space where you can try to contribute to the conversation. Yes. Fighting white supremacy, Travis. Like, we're just sitting around talking to yahoos and drunks over here fighting the good fight. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess uh, I was looking at it all wrong the entire time. When next time that drunk falls asleep on camera, when we have a guest on, uh, we just should just say to them, hey, don't worry about this guy. He's fighting white supremacy. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. He's healing. He's healing. He's He's in his creative space. Our dream space has been stolen and we want it back. We will reclaim it via rest. Does she expand? Does she say who stole her dream I'm space? I'm sorry. Can you play that again? Our dream space has been stolen, and we want it back. We will reclaim it via rest. I think that what she's saying is that rest is looked down upon now, and like you have to stay productive, and so people aren't getting enough sleep. And so like we're going to take it back by taking naps. Right? That's what she's saying, I think. These are also very vague that I don't understand how it actually combats anything. She's not going to give you the whole milk for free. You got to buy the cow. Oh, is there a membership fee? I think so. You got to show up and take naps uh, in her her big room. Listen to the sermon. Yeah, it's like a church, Travis. What is it? The tith? Yeah, the the $20 weekly donation. Yeah, contribute. Yeah, you, you don't just you don't just get to take the, naps the basket and you're that goes in the around. nap ministry. Yeah. yeah, pass around the gold plated basket, drop a couple shekels in there, and now yeah, you'll yeah. know. Of course, the gold plated basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Count how many sheep it's worth to you. Nah, it bombed. Well, Sorry, somebody probably like it. It wasn't good. somebody in Malaysia is laughing their ass off right now join the fight say 99 take a nap awake this is the white man's trap Charles I've heard this that uh, Amazon is among the places that uh, that that force their workers to to work long hours and not get naps in, and they cattle prod you and whatnot. Amazon is among the companies who doesn't want their workers napping on the job. Is that right? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, they're you're in, they're up there, Travis. Amazon is the leading cause of people not taking naps because Amazon expects. The people they employ to work not, for not a full shift. Travis, they work their full shift. They pee in, in bottles, I've heard. Yeah, uh, you've heard that because there's probably one Amazon thing where somebody is like, God, I got to get that bonus. I'm going to piss in this bottle so I get this bonus, this productivity bonus. And then that became viral. 
And then everybody's like, oh, Amazon requires their workers to piss in bottles and never take bathroom breaks. By the way, when it was, when, when it was one dipshit who was like, God, I got to hit this productivity <laughs> bonus. I'm not even going to walk away from the line. Nothing drives me more crazy than when I'm checking in a driver's truck and there's piss bottles in the back of their truck. Is that a thing? I, I know. I'm like, you pass 100 gas stations a day. Why are you pissing in this bottle in the back of the truck? You got to fuel up anyway. And they just leave the bottles? Yeah. For you to clean up? No, 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 no. I'm they just clean up their piss bottles drunk? I don't, I don't even go on the back of their truck, but I have to check the product as it's coming off. Oh. What if they spill one of those and get pee on stuff? Have you ever said to one of the drivers, well, they're getting hey, charged for that. why are you so disgusting that you piss in bottles? Why don't uh, you pull time. over? Every time. Yeah, because that's fucking ridiculous. I like peeing in bottles. It's fun. There is, if there's not a gas station, there are rest stops. That you so are you pissing the bottle on road trip, guys? <laughs> yeah, I'll piss in the bottle on oh, road no, trip. Oh, no, I'm stopping every time. I don't care how long the trip takes. I'm stopping. You no, that's know, the I, dumbest shit. I don't think about peeing. Like, when I'm at a bathroom, I'll pee, but it's not like, a, oh, I got to go take a piss. Like, And for me, honestly, on a road trip, it's more it's usually more of a poo than a pee. Yeah, yeah and exactly. I don't think about the peeing either. I just, if I have to piss, I'm like, oh, I better stop at a place that has a bathroom that I can piss in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when there's a bathroom there, I'll usually just go take a Fucking courtesy Fucking Wendy's, pee. here I come. <laughs> but it's very rare that I'm like, oh, my God, I have to piss right now. That doesn't happen. No, usually you know ahead of time that you're starting to get to the point where you have to take a piss. Yeah. That's what I love. There's like, uh, well, and I talk about them all the time. I have a couple of things that I love about pissing in bottles. Um, well, I guess a few because I love the dumb and dumber pissing in the bottles thing. There's a great episode of The Office where Dwight pisses in a can and cuts the head of his dick on the can. <laughs> Uh, and then there's an amazing episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're giving Sweet D a bunch of shit because if she comes on the road trip, she's going to have to piss a lot. So Frank buys her a piss jar where she does actually piss in this jar while she's hammered, wasted, throws it out the window and it comes and smashes in uh, where Mac is sleeping in the back seat. So he got piss all over him. So those are fun things. But uh, in real life, people pissing in jars or bottles and things and vehicles uh, that shouldn't be a thing that exists. You're not for it? Dude. No, I'm not for it. You can, Anti you can tell right drink? away because it'll be like a Gatorade bottle and the fucking fluid inside is hot yellow. And you're like, yeah, it looks like it looks like apple juice. And you're like, dude, you, A, you need to drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and your piss is still the color of a pumpkin. There's a problem here. <laughs> and Travis... Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to regroup. When we come back, we are talking to America's new favorite hanging game show. No, oh. no, we're talking to Terry J, the cowgirl shaman, Travis. She's on a new television show. Uh, she was friends with the subject of the television show. By the by the way, the show's great, Travis. It's on uh, Peacock. It's called Paul T. Goldman. Paul T. Goldman. It looks very entertaining. Yeah. The guy plays himself in like a... a That's actually him in the show? It's him playing him based on the book he wrote about himself. I like that. Uh, it's, it's really weird, Travis, because it's like it's a documentary and like a biography show. It's a fictionalized documentary biography. What I'm kind of expecting is like the last episode's going to happen and they're going to say, by the way, this is all made up. We were goofing around because it, it's just it's so weird because. OK, so Terry J, who we're going to talk to, she's like a like a psychic lady, right? Or something like I, I will ask her what she is. And legendary actress D. Wallace, Travis, plays her in the show, but they're both in the show. So, cool. like, they talk to Terry J, and then they show Paul T. Goldman, who's the actual guy, acting with D. Wallace. But like, they're both. It's it's really weird, Travis. You need to watch it because, like, it, it's it's uh, the the guy who made Borat two made this. And oh, Borat, a subsequent movie film. Right, right, yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. So yeah, we're gonna Perfect. talk to Terry J about this show and stuff uh, coming up here after the break. So. Uh, stick around, we'll be right back. I'm a regular guy that got caught up in extraordinary circumstances. 
This story is as accurate as it is unbelievable. I couldn't make this up. It happened to me. Paul, is this what happened? It's all been put in the book. I'm a single dad raising my son, Johnny. I always brought Johnny with me on my first dates. Then I came across a woman, family-oriented, stay-at-home mom. Audrey? Let's cut there. How does that feel, Paul? He's the main guy. He's going to play himself. Guilty as charged, Your Honor. Wow, that's weird. Action. Shortly after we were married, she was trying to fleece Paul out of money. What'd you do? I'm getting a psychic reading. I'm Terry J. I'm in pet psychic. I'm sensing that this is bigger than we think. What? I said that. That started the discoveries Holy. of her secret double life. She had a secret phone and she had secret addresses. This is the spot. This woman must be stopped. Thanks. You're welcome. You're gonna leave me hanging? I went and paid a visit to the FBI. In this story, every time you turn over a rock, I'm the warrior now. You'll find several more pebbles. Oh, I goosebumps. I'm in full stealth mode. This case haunts me. It started off here and it just went here. Beam me up, Scotty. I'm in the twilight zone. I don't know that it makes No, 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 no. This is the script now. Don't worry. It'll be great. Here is Mike with a quick update on the WFOD Hollywood Fantasy League. We had two movies finish already. Man Called Otto, which, guys, spoiler alert. I can tell you grumpy Tom Hanks eventually comes around and turns it into a really nice guy. Critics didn't like it. Metacritic on that one's a 51. It did make $19 million though, so we got 10 points. Megan, however, made 56 million and is a 72%. So 40 points gives us an even 50 for the back two. Also, Delvin was right. Nobody went and saw that house party. Nothing comes out on our list until the first week of February, so we'll pick back up then. WFOD! WFOD is proud to present Mike's sister makes instrumentals for Bo Daddy Harris's Instagram posts. Once again, WFOD, wheelbarrow full of dicks.
guys, welcome back. Our guest tonight is an animal and intuitive communicator, medium life coach. You can see in the new Peacock series, Paul T. Goldman. For more information, check out terryj.com. Guys, Terry J is on the program. How's it going? Hey, I'm freaking fantastic. How are you? Oh, Terry, I'm doing really great. I've been watching this show that you're on, Terry. This. I know. <laughs> Terry, I, weird. if I find out when it's all said and done that you're not real, I'm going to be bummed out because me that, well, that's what I'm getting from all of this. I think I'm on to something that, that you're an actress and the whole thing's fake. Is that? No, sweetie pie. Oh, so I, I, I'm not making that much money. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not getting the uh, daily rate. I'm telling you, I'm not getting paid for it. Okay. It just, it seems so, like it can't be real, though. I, but this is what I do, and I've been doing since 1990. You know, I've been doing this 33 years. Okay, so I could easily do research on you and find out that you're real. They, I find it on the internet, easy. though, and the internet's all fake. Not my website. <laughs> Did okay. you go to my website? Yeah, yeah, terryj.com. Uh, and yeah, that, that would be me that, yeah, Terry. So, okay. You're, you're real. I, I believe it, but did they tip yeah. you off and, and make you pretend like stuff happened that didn't happen? Oh, excuse my, uh, cowgirl language, but fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Travis, this, this television show, it's... Yeah, set the show up for the people who are not familiar. It's a documentary, but it's okay. kind of not a documentary. And... Um, I think Paul, Paul T. Goldman coined, uh, it's, it's a, oh, what did he call it? A docu-commentary. Because he, he wrote a screenplay, that's... Travis. And so they're, they're acting in the screenplay while they're doing like a like a true crime documentary but like they're showing you the cameras that they're making the screenplay with it, it doesn't make any sense it's it, it's one of the it damnedest things the i've end. ever seen terry it, it it will it will at the end and and i think this is just an incredibly creative it's genius creativity on the part of Jason Walliner. I, I really do. Did, did they not tell everybody that it was going to be what it was going to be? Because, I, I mean, there, there, there's people just talking behind the scenes and it's like, that's not acting, but do they know that they're being filmed? No. Half the time that people were behind the scenes being filmed, they didn't know they were being filmed. A lot of what was shot about me was um, it, it was shot in Minden, Nevada, in 2017 and i know they shot all over the place you know for this yeah but but you know the the scenes that i was in were, were the place that we had been renting at the time and i had my horses there and my dogs and you know um and then they just would have paul and i just visit with each other and they filmed it and, and then they but asked you... me all kinds of questions they interviewed me a bunch about you know what i did and what i got for paul but, you know, I start every reading out, and that's all I do all day is reading. I start every reading with, how can I help? And I, I help people with relationships, finances, health, pets. I do readings on horses because I've been a lifelong horse person. And then I also talk with people and pets on the other side. So I pretty much do everything except predictions and police work. You communicate with them telepathically? Yeah, telepathically and intuitively. You can kind of separate those two out, yeah. And, and do you have to learn the language of, of horse, or does the horse know English? Well, they know a lot of words. Okay. They do know a lot of words, but they communicate with visual images, taste, smells, sounds, and feelings. And the feelings can either be emotions, or it can be something tactile, or it can actually be physical body pain. Huh. Paul came to you because his dog was missing, right? And Right. I did that first reading for him, and I didn't give him any hope because it felt like, to me, the person who picked his dog up wasn't going to give it back. <laughs> you know, people do that. They get judgmental when they find a lost pet, 
they just think, well, somebody let it loose, they're irresponsible, so I'm not going to give it back. And a lot of people do that. And, and so then when he came, to, how long until he talked to you again regarding the 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 his marriage? Yeah, his marriage. Um, I think it was several years. And a couple of years, maybe a couple of years. Did you stay in contact we, with I him between those no, times? No, uh, 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 no, no, I don't. <clears throat> I don't, so I don't recalled... do that. I don't create. I don't create dependencies in my clients. Okay, so he just recalled like to, and, that he must have felt that it was a successful reading of for his animal, and he figured that you know you'd be the person to go to to talk about his relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But that I did that reading for him in two thousand five. And it was so interesting because when I did that first reading, I said, okay, you've got to write a book about this. <laughs> and he said, what? I'm not a writer. I said, no, Paul, you have to write a book about this. And then he, and he did. And then he asked if he could record all of our readings. And I said, sure. I have nothing to hide. Right. And I guess, I guess that's so that he could reference it back when he was writing his uh, eventual memoir. I, I guess that's what, is it a memoir or is it like a, Loosely based on a true story novel, I guess. I don't remember how the ending is. The ending would be <laughs> the only thing that would be different. So, so they're playing so these audio tapes that he has. Most Travis. of it's true, Mike. Most of it is true. Yeah, it's blowing my mind, Terry. This whole thing. I, I, I feel like Why? I'm. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Well, here's the thing. He's not the first guy that married a hooker. I <laughs> mean, that didn't know it. Well, he's not the first one. I think that part of it is is I looked up the director and I see that you know he did the Nathan for you stuff he did the Borat stuff and you know it's a it's a lot of uh things in it that kind of make me think that I'm in for something a little on the weird side. Well, I think this is weird. Have it, you it seen is. the it's episode? It is very weird. <laughs> it is, but I think that's what the appeal of it is. I'm honored to be in this right. production. I really am. And and I was in a whole a whole bunch in, in the third episode yeah. and just a little bit in the fourth, but and I don't think I'm in it again, but it, it was it was so instrumental that hey, the the reading that I did for Paul is what tuned him into or turned him on to the fact that his wife was not who she said she was. Did you know right when you became involved with the project that your uh, fictionalized version would be portrayed by D. Wallace? No, I didn't know that until like the day of. It was so cool. So I was going to say, I mean, it must have been a really good surprise. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. It was like freaking Christmas. But the cool thing is, you guys probably don't know this, D. Wallace is all into doing readings and energy healing. Oh, yeah, no, we know. Yeah. Like finding this. Oh, we, yeah. I bet you and D. Cool. would get along swimmingly. Yeah, we had D on the show. Was it last year, Mike? Yeah, yeah, to promote her book, I believe. And yeah, she's she was very, yeah. very healing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's great, and and we stayed friends. And she's really been a big help to me and my career. I'm eternally grateful to her. She's just incredible. Is business booming, uh, Terry? I, I mean, since you've been on television. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I'm a foot or horseback. I swear. <laughs> I really, I just don't know. Um, I'm booked solid every freaking day. I really am. That's very unusual for me. I usually kind of skate, you know, do yeah. three or four, couple in the morning, couple at night. I am booked solid every freaking day. And people, and then my regular clients are calling me going, hey, do you have any time tonight? And I almost start laughing. Like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Thursday. That's like what? a kick. That's like a kick in the pants. I, I, the gal who cuts my hair, uh, I get a, my hair cut every four weeks and I've known her for God, almost 30, 20, 25 years probably. And her business is, is so big that sometimes she's like, Oh, I, sorry. I can fit you in between two appointments. And it's like, come on. Yeah. I've been coming here for years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. And, and, um, you know, I'm, going to be pitching my own show like crazy too yeah. because i really want to get messages of healing and hope out to everybody parlay that heat travis absolutely yes. do you, are you in the process of doing that of pitching pitching your show to to people i gotta find an agent that's my next step is i gotta find an agent 
But, you know, this, this stuff and, and the big difference between me and some of the other people in this industry is I take the woo-woo out of it. You know, I tell everybody, you can do this stuff. You know, it's not woo-woo, it's physics, it's energy, frequency, vibration. Anybody can learn to do it. That, and that's, that's why I've written three books teaching them how to do it. How to do it for yourself, right? That's what your most recent book is yes. about, is kind of teaching your ways. The, well, the physics of mediumship, it really takes the woo-woo out of uh, mediumship because there's so much misinformation out there. And there's a lot of charlatans out there that, that you know, do terrible things to people. Oh, your loved one hasn't crossed over and for uh, $5,000, I might get him to the <laughs> other side. Well, you know, that, that, that's never needed. And I still get calls and it's always from the East Coast. And then they say, um, you know, I spent all my money with this medium trying to get my mom's spirit to the other side and I can't afford them anymore. So I'm coming to you because you're cheap. <laughs> and so can you help me? And it's like, well, first of all, you need to find the DA in your town <laughs> and, and file a police report for being, uh, you know, scammed out of your money. Is is there medium beef? Do you pick fights with other mediums and, and uh no, I don't. I don't know any other medium. You don't know any other ones. No, you know, I really basically do readings and ride my horses, and that's it. That's all I do. How did that you get in? Good. How did you get into all of this? What was it that I was at the wrong place at the wrong time? Okay. What happened is in in 1990, I was doing a horseback therapy program with disabled kids, and I picked a kid up out of his wheelchair and I put him on the back of one of the horses, and he said, "Ouch! I have a cramp in my hip." Well, I looked at him and I said, you have a cramp? Well, here, sit this way and I'll take the cramp out. And he said, hey, you can hear me. And I said, well, of course I can hear you. It didn't dawn on me at the time that he was completely nonverbal. So we carried on a conversation and he was talking to me about stuff in school, not having anything to do with what we were doing on the horse. And so the gal that was leading the horse and overhearing this conversation, just my verbal side of it, when we were done, I took him off the horse, put him in his wheelchair, he went back to class. And uh, she said, boy, he's sure talking great. And I looked at her and I said, well, of course, you know, he's very bright just because he has CP. Uh, cerebral palsy doesn't necessarily mean that he's got any cognitive problems. And she looked at me, she goes, Terry, he didn't say a word. He can't remember. And I mean, if I was a horse, I would have done a butt fart snort because I was spooked. I was really spooked. And I said, I know I heard him. She goes, I know you heard him. I said, well, hold the horse. I'm going to go get in the classroom. And I went in the classroom and they put a pointer on his head, you know, with a band and he had typed out on his computer, horse lady can hear me. So I had instant confirmation. And then I stood there very aware that I was talking out loud and he was talking in his head. Huh? So what was, was the next, what was the next step then? Did you like, you, did you start to cultivate that then? Did you start to look into yeah, it? Like yeah. Well, when I went outside, she just very matter of fact said, well, if you can hear him, you ought to learn to communicate with the horses because all animals are telepathic. And like an idiot, I went, okay, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I was married to a really gifted horse trainer at the time. And um, so we always had like, you know, 20, 20, 25 horses on the property. And so, you know, I had a, you know, a ripe audience to practice from. And it was, it was, I, I, I think I... I kind of honed it pretty quickly, you know, as to what to listen for and how to listen. You have to listen faster because animals don't know the the rules of polite conversation. You know, I talk, you wait, you talk, I wait. They don't, they don't do that. It's how do you, oh, what about, oh, should you, oh, it's right over the top. And of course, you know, getting the visual images of what they're talking about, letting you in their body to show you where they hurt, those kinds of things. Have you ever encountered, I'm very curious, like if you're talking 20, 25 horses, there's got to be at some point with all the different personalities, there's got to be beef between the horses. You, do, have you ever, you ever uh, like communicated with a horse that has had beef with another horse on the property? I get that all the time. You know, I do a lot of professional barrel racers and the, the horses will tell me that they don't want to be tied at the horse trailer next to this other horse because that other horse puts their butt in their face and won't let them eat the hay bay. <laughs> so they, they, I get that all the time. Oh, you know, they have those stuff, kinds of Travis. discussions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just observing, observing animals, you know, I live in a fairly rural area. So, you know, I see 
cows together and horses together or whatever. And just like, you know, visualizing them for, for any amount of time, you can tell like when one is kind of like snubbing the other one, even if they're not like app, you know, going after the other one or anything like you can, it's like, like cold shoulder kind of stuff. You know, it's real interesting with pecking order in horse herds. It's not linear. It, it's not in a line. You know, it can be, you know, one is dominant over one, but sub, submissive to the other. I saw somebody made a diagram of it the other day and on Facebook, and I went, yes, that's it. So it's not like pack animals. Want to think of it's, it not, as, it's not like where there's one alpha who kind of dominates everybody. It's just, it's almost no, like. No, there uh, is. Oh, okay. There, there usually is. It's usually a usually dominant mare. And if there's a stallion in the group, the stallion is for protection to keep the mare, the herd together. The mare is in charge of everything, as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You describe my home life. Terry, there you go. Terry, where, where, where should I send That's people? I hate going to the vet. You, you got a, a social media or something? Are you on Facebook or? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I have two pages on Facebook. One's Terry J. Cowgirl Shaman, but I'm not on that one very much. I just post my newsletter on that one. The Terry J. page is the one that I'm on the most, so I try to post stuff all the time. But the the place that we definitely should send people is your website where they can find uh, the three books that you've written yes. and everything you're up to? Yes. And yes, and I love teaching people how to do this. You know, everybody else thinks it's a big freaking secret. It's not. We're born with intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. We're born with it. And clair just means clear. So we turn it off in childhood. So we just need to learn to turn it back on. It's that simple. The nice thing, though, probably for your business is no matter how much you want to help people learn these things, people are typically lazy, so they'll just keep calling you to do it for them. <laughs> yes, there are those. I have I have regular clients. A lot of my clients are professional barrel racers. You know, they really, you know, depend on me to just check in with their horses before they go to the big races and things. And um, I've even done some bulls at NSR. You know, the bulls weren't bucking as hard as they should have, and they needed a chiropractor and acupuncture. And some of the team ropers use me too, so the tie down ropers. Yeah, I love it. It's it's. I feel so blessed that I get to do this and help people and their animals to heal their lives with the messages I receive. Guys at terryj.com and check out this uh, Peacock show, uh, Paul T. Goldman. It's uh, streaming now. And Terry, it was it was a pleasure talking to you. It was fun. Uh, next time oh, you write really a book fun. or something, Thanks let's do for it again sometime. Me. Yeah, Take- thanks, Terry. Really appreciate it. You get some rest. You got a big day of more uh, more readings tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do. I don't know what I'm taking. Just you know, I have the pencil. I could change the schedule, but I don't. <laughs> anyway, thanks, you guys. You guys have a great night. You too, Perfect. Terry. Thank thanks. you, Terry. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. going to do travis i'm going to get one of these people on here that's going to be able to make lily eternal that's my ultimate goal for the podcast is to find a way that my dog can live forever jesus Trump, do you have you a pick of the week you don't you don't want that well you know i don't want my dog to live forever travis that, no you don't want your dog outliving you well, yeah because then i'll have to find somebody like to take care of it when i die well you won't find it i mean she'll just be there then you'll be dead in the house we'll just because I go I, out I, the woods to eat I assume you tripped on something and then like your neck broke on like a I don't know a, a case of 
Sam's Club wine or some shit. <laughs> Don't like that Sam's Club wine, Travis. I'm having a hard time finding my my, my name brand Lolalo sangria, Travis. I can't find. They had it at uh, Total Wine, but now they stopped selling it. I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna get it from. Let's think, because at this point, your wife has already left. She like took way off and like went to like the Caymans or something. Oh yeah, we're took, in the future. Yeah, she took your entire DVD collection. <laughs> you tripped over a case of Sam's Club wine, broke your neck, and now some rando, like maybe like Girl Scouts that are trying to sell you cookies, smell something in your house. The paramedics and police come for a welfare check. You're dead, and there's Lily. Where's she gonna go? Well, she's probably going to eat me to sustain herself. <laughs> That's probably true. At which point they for surely will put her down. Travis, do Girl Scouts go door to door anymore? No. You, you know who sells fucking Girl Scouts is people at my work. Like, yeah, parents well, take the shit oh yeah, to my, work. My, my, my dad was notorious for that. Girls don't do shit for the Girl Scouts anymore. It's, it's just a fucking front to get adults to sell cookies to each other. The, the maximum that the girls will do themselves is to set up a, a table outside of like a grocery store with their mother yeah. and sit there and be like, you wanna buy some girl? Which is, I'll tell you, I feel accosted when I walk into a grocery <laughs> store and Girl Scouts are trying to sell me cookies or even old people are trying to sell me those little flowers for like the VFW or whatever. Like I don't want any of that there. Like I, I donate money. And I like to choose where I donate money, but I'll tell you what, I don't like to be accosted to donate money when I'm trying to go buy a loaf of bread and a six pack of Coors Light. Travis, uh, a couple weeks ago when, when the Christmas stuff was in full effect, there was a guy out in front of a grocery store, like trying to learn how to play the trumpet. And he had like the, the uh, stand up with the, the sheet music and he wasn't good. But he was trying to learn, and I thought that was a good uh, use of his time to stand out in front of a uh, grocery store for the Salvation Army and just, like, try to learn how to play the trumpet. And so I gave him a couple bucks. I thought that was fun. Yeah. That's a really good way, too, to, like, try to break your maybe nervousness. Like, if you know you have to play trumpet in front of somebody or a group of people at some point, like, to do that for everybody walking in. who Because... If you're smart enough or if your parents were smart enough, they'll tell you, like, if you're outside of a grocery store, everybody's trying to ignore you. Yeah. Yeah. He so wasn't he, talking to anybody and ringing a bell. Yeah. I just thought he was just out there standing next to the thing trying to learn how to play the trumpet. And I thought it was yeah. great. So even if you're bad, nobody's going to give a shit because they're just trying to walk away from you. So that's a great <laughs> that, that's actually a really smart thing to do. Drunk pick of the week. Yeah. So drunk's pick of the week. It just. uh came in like walking distance from my house you ever had one of these jersey mics jersey oh i want mics. one so bad oh my god yeah, i've had it so fucking uh, good dude yeah the the chicken philly and the philly philly they're both well, i just had this like italian sandwich Whew. that's yeah. the one that danny devito pedals all the time and those commercials Ooh. make me really really want to eat those sandwiches yeah a, a little on the pricey side travis but at this point well, everything's you know what pricey. everything's pricey and a work, Jimmy John sandwich is seven and a half dollars. They put fucking meat on that sandwich, and they cook it. Even on the cold ones, are yeah, so good. What are you talking about for a from a Jersey Mike sandwich? Because Jimmy John's seven and a half bucks. Uh, I got like an eighteen incher, and it was like fourteen ninety five or something. Oh, that's eighteen. Yeah, that's 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 probably double what a Jimmy John's is. So that yeah. makes complete sense. But but see, Travis, what I like about them is they cook the stuff on like a big griddle and put it on the bread. I mean, they don't if, just like do like the Subway thing where they toast the whole fucking thing. I hate that. That I haven't been to Subway in probably two years. Yeah. Kids always uh, want to go to Subway. Uh, that's been every fucking, bit of a decade for me. Yeah, that Subway shit's fucking terrible. Yeah. The kids what? love it. I'm like, come on. Even Jimmy John's is better. Let's see. If you want a sub sandwich, let's go to Jimmy John's. Come on. Quiznos was the best, and they're all gone now. Quiznos was the great. They had a pepper bar. Yeah. Quiznos ruled. Where, yeah, where I love Quiznos. We had a Quiznos for about a year and a half, and it fucking now there's a Papa Murphy's where Quiznos was, which I love Papa Murphy's, but I'll tell you what, those Quiznos sandwiches. Papa Murphy's is a bit of a scam. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, it's a unfrozen frozen pizza, right? That costs you fucking twenty five bucks. 
Turn. No, dude, you gotta get the you gotta get those coupons from the circulars that come in the mail. <laughs> you fucking get a Chicago stuff crust for eight bucks, and then a free thing of fucking cheesy bread. Trying to pick of the week. I'm kind of cheating a little bit, but Paul T. Goldman pick of the week. Uh, oh yeah, it makes sense. Enjoy the show. The first couple episodes are uh, on Peacock. Uh, it's 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 Peacock. fun. It's a fun watch. You don't really know what's going on. I think it's real. I don't think they're going to fool me, but maybe they are. I don't know. I guess we'll see. You never know what Peacock's up to. Uh, Travis's pick of the week this week just went uh, to the motion picture house uh, today. It's been a while since I've been there. Took the children and we went and saw uh, M3gan. M3gan, huh? Yeah, M3gan uh, was... How many many points did we get? Quite a few. Uh, Man called Otto didn't do very good. All right, it's our fourth pick. Oh, oh well, I just I ha- I could just play. I I don't have to remember. It's at the very beginning of this. Here is Mike with a quick update on the WFOD Hollywood Fantasy League. We had two movies finish already. Man called Otto, which guys, spoiler alert. I can tell you, grumpy Tom Hanks eventually comes around and turns it into a really nice guy. <laughs> Critics didn't like it. Metacritic on that one's a 51. It did make $19 million, though, so we got 10 points. Megan, however, made $56 million and is a 72%. So 40 points gives us an even 50 for the back two. Also, Delvin was right. Nobody went and saw that house party. Nothing comes out on our list until the first week of February, so we'll pick back up then. You cannot remake House Party, just to yeah, put that out no, there. It's so stupid. Uh, but yeah, Megan was uh, amazing. Like there was, it's not scary. It's super fun. It's exactly what you think it is. And they embrace it all the way throughout. There's never any, they don't take themselves too seriously. They know exactly what they're doing from start to finish. It is a setup um, for what Megan is. Uh, and it was uh, wonderful. The it gets bonus points for the th- the fact that my kids and I went today, which is a Monday. Uh, I took off today just for shits and giggles, and they had off today for some teachers' bullshit. And uh, we went to like a two thirty matinee, and we had the theater to ourselves, which was excellent. So uh, Megan is a hundred percent my pick of the week. Hey, who day? Who day? Who they who that? Who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. The Bengals are gonna win. Yeah. No, try. Yeah, well, try to beat those 49ers. That team is fucking. That, that's, that's who I have in the bowl. Niners, Bengals, Bengals? eighty nine rematch. Yep. Uh, 49ers gonna be tough for anybody to beat. I agree. Amazing team. I agree. I, I didn't have any 49ers, Travis. What does that mean? I ended up with one. I didn't have any 49ers there. or any Eagles. I thought the Eagles were going to win. People were what saying is, the Eagles what were going to What does any of what you're saying back. mean? They what do you said, mean you didn't have any? No, Trevor, For fantasy is what he's saying. They said oh. that the Eagles were going to win is what I heard. They said that the Eagles were going to win or the Bills. The Eagles The Eagles are also a is stacked Hurt, team. Is Hurts back? I, I, is he playing? Hurts, Hurts is back this next week, yeah. Um the Eagles are also stacked, but the 49ers, man, and the way that that uh, brand new last drafted player, yeah. Brock Purdy, is playing is just fucking lights out. The fact that they have all of those weapons it's, and Brock Purdy's now gotten over his playoff jitters as a rookie who's only played five games going into the playoffs. Well, it's funny because like in our neck of the woods, you got these guys that oh, ain't nobody going to beat the Chiefs. Brock, and, well, Brock yeah, Purdy is a really The Chiefs cool aren't man. as good as they think they are. Lots of people beat the Chiefs. Like yeah, the Chiefs, exactly. Patrick Mahomes is awesome, but a lot of people beat the Chiefs. And you know what? Sometimes Patrick Mahomes, not awesome. Yeah, well, that's also true. That's also true. <laughs> he sometimes just he just has flashes of invincibility that make you think that he is invincible when he is not necessarily. Yes. He kind of runs like he's got something in his butt. He runs like a girl. Like he's he, got, like I he's mean, got I hate poo. to say that, but he's got that like where he, he's got limp wrist when he runs. And yeah, he runs like he's got like poo-poo. he doesn't look like he should be fast. No, or that he's a man. At all, he runs really silly, Travis. I guess Sorry. he's fast. Sorry about all that. He but, is very fast, but and I he's ama- I mean, he's an amazing athlete. Yeah, I don't understand why he's fast because he looks yeah. like he's he's like holding back a diarrhea, poop. like a real dump. And uh, you know, I want to apologize to all the listeners for the NFL talk, but 
it's it's weighing heavily on my mind that I only have about three weeks left of NFL. Uh, right. So I'm really bummed out about it. Uh, I go into a pretty severe depression uh, <laughs> for a good six months before the NFL comes back on. And I'm looking forward to it. I get I mean, so Here's sorry, what, everybody. What do you mean all the NFL talk? We talked about it for like three minutes. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot for us, though. Nobody wants to listen to it. They listen to sports radio. I don't know. Guys, guys, let us know what you think of our sports radio talk and our uh, uh, time with Terry J, the uh, cowgirl shaman. Yeah. And if you want us to go exclusively sports talk, I bet drunk would be. Uh, 100 all in on thrilled. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll run point on that one. Drunk drunk's ideal podcast is ninety uh, percent sports talk and ten percent uh, Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> you are not wrong. And I can listen. I can get on board with most of that. <laughs> and and I am Bill Dan. at White Bad Audio for the music used in this podcast. Thank you for listening to this installment of WFOD. Operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. Tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, be sure to subscribe because we don't want you to miss the next one. Visit WFODshow.com for links to blogs, bits, our Discord server, and our Patreon where you can support the show for as little as $1 per month. Thank you to our current supporters, Jay Adson, Rabbit Poundings, Brian Kranz, and Liquid Lozenge. We will return before you know it, but really, we're never gone. Bye.